I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You're listening to Cheyenne's News and Talk Station. AM 650, KGAB, Orchard Valley, Cheyenne. A Town Square media station. Working this weekend. I'm Pam Huso, Fox News. The Senate is scheduled to be in session this hour to hammer out a bipartisan infrastructure agreement worth about a trillion dollars. Then Democrats are expected to try and push through a much bigger human infrastructure bill with or without Republican support. The plan would include elder care, free community college, and possibly immigration reforms. It's ludicrous for them to even be talking about it while you have 190,000 people coming across illegally in June that we apprehended. And who knows how many we didn't apprehend. House Republican Andy Biggs of Arizona on Fox and Friends. The House is not in session, but a few progressive Democrats are calling on their colleagues to return to Washington since pandemic eviction protections for millions of Americans expire later today. With the deadline looming, President Biden is urging local governments to disperse federal housing aid to landlords and tenants. From day one, we have been working on the emergency uh, rental assistance. We have been uh, making sure, working with local, local governments to get those funds out. White House Principal Deputy Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre. The U.S. saw more than 194,000 new COVID-19 cases yesterday. That's according to Johns Hopkins University. In Tokyo, where the Summer Olympics are at the midway point, a new daily record of cases was recorded, more than 4,000. So far at the Games, about 240 people have tested positive. An Olympic record has been shattered by a hundredth of a second. Elaine Thompson-Hurrah of Jamaica ran the women's 100 meters in 10.61 seconds to win the gold medal. That breaks the record set in 1988 by American Florence Griffith Joyner. America's listening to Fox News. Get all of your favorite Fox News podcasts commercial-free on Apple Podcasts with Fox News Podcasts Plus. From Dana Perino, Kennedy, Ben Dominich, The Duffies, and many more. Subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The Fox News Rundown. Start your day with a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. A daily morning podcast going far beyond the headlines. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. 
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey, it's Will Kane, co-host of Fox & Friends Weekend. Join me every Monday and Friday as I share my thoughts on a wide range of topics from sports and pop culture to politics and business. With the help of newsmakers and personalities, I will provide you my free, unfiltered, uncancelable opinion on the hottest topics in America. The Will Kane Podcast. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. America is listening to Fox News. A Sweet 16 party in New York City ended on a bitter note after someone pulled out a gun. Police say two teenagers were hurt on Staten Island after a large fight broke out last night. One of the victims was hit in the chest, the other in the leg. Both were hospitalized and expected to survive. The shooter fled the scene and remains on the loose. Scorching hot temperatures may be to blame for the death of a hiker in Death Valley, California. Helicopters spotted the body of 68-year-old Douglas Branham two miles from the nearest road. It's not clear how he died, but authorities believe he set out on a 12-mile hike when temperatures hit 118 and humidity was an oppressive 91%. Park rangers found his car in a parking lot in Badwater where he planned to start the trek. Rangers urging hikers to eat snacks, drink plenty of water, and to hike only before 10 a.m. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. Excessive heat will also bake the southeast. Across the deep south, the heat is on today. Let's dive right into those temperatures. And already early this morning, as far north as Kansas City, 80 degrees. But that is just the beginning of what is going to be a lot of heat watches and warnings. Getting up into feels like temperatures well up over triple digits. Fox meteorologist Adam Klotz. Tomorrow is the first day of August. And for many, that means it's time to buy school supplies, teachers included. Target's teacher prep event offering educators 15% off select classroom supplies runs out today. It's the fourth year Target's offered the discount, though with back-to-school savings still on at other retailers nationwide. Staples offering a 20% teacher discount through September 30th. Dollar General, a 30% discount, and Meyer a 15% teacher discount, both through September 6th. Walmart also offering teachers and parents school supplies for under a buck. Fox's Jeff Manasso. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. Difference, the beginning of hassle-free driving. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Four Corner Siding. No matter the weather, Four Corner Siding can help protect your home. Could be a wet and soggy Saturday for southeastern Wyoming. Once again, scattered thunderstorms, heavier rains possible, especially over the foothills and mountain areas. Highs, middle and upper 70s today. Lows tonight in the mid-50s. Upper 70s with some low 80s on your Sunday. Sunshine during the day with an isolated thunderstorm late afternoon. Then clearing Sunday night. Lows low to mid-50s. I'm day weather meteorologist Don. John Watzel. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life and in every corner of America, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. The Army National Guard reacts to domestic operations in each of America's 54 states and territories, including Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Guam, and the District of Columbia. Each state National Guard's unique domestic role is to act as the first line of defense in support of civil authorities in their state. The Guard's emergency response 
responses include search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane and tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration. The Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wyoming Army National Guard. Aired by the Wyoming Association of Broadcasters at this station. Good morning, good morning. Nick the Motor Guy back here on Cargab with a rather empty studio after last week where the, the place was packed and we had, you know, Olivia Francis and Ty and uh, Jeremy all in the studio with me. It's just me, myself and I for this weekend, although I do have a few thousand people right outside the window, well, three floors down, uh, doing a parade. And the, I'm sure everyone loves the parades. Uh, when you do a radio show at nine o'clock, on a Saturday morning, um, the parades are something of a pain in the rear end because just trying to get here is an adventure all of itself. So if I sound a little out of breath, it's because I had to park oh, many blocks away and, uh, well, I won't say run, but a brisk walk just to get here. It's been a hot one this week, uh, as you may have uh, felt. The 125th uh, daddy of them all, Cheyenne Frontier Days, is going into its final weekend for this year. Appears to have been a, uh, a, a great success for many people. So I went to the rodeo yesterday. Uh, it was fun seeing a lot of uh, youngsters uh, being highly successful. Uh, and some of, the, some of the older names are taking a step aside, it almost seems, which is... Uh, I, I guess for some people it's sad. I always think it's rather fun to see the ascendancy of uh, the younger folks coming up through, be it rodeo, be it racing, being whatever sport you enjoy. Oh, what have I been up to this week? Well, I'm going to t talk this morning about project stuff. And I've talked about project stuff before, but 
Um, and you may have guessed from this subject that Nick may or may not have got off the hook this week, which basically means that Brooke wasn't watching when Nick went to a house to pick up a vehicle and saw another vehicle for um, the shop and saw another vehicle lurking in the background that caught his eye. Um, and after about a two and a half second conversation with the um, owners, I uh, determined that it was for sale and that it should really um, be rescued. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a bit like a, you know, something that ne needs to be rescued, needs to be taken care of. And so, as of about 5.30 last night, I became the proud owner, um, caretaker, whatever, uh, of a 1953 Willys Jeep station wagon, four-wheel drive. And of course, you get it loaded on the tow truck, get it taken over to the shop. And I go, and this is always fun, particularly when you buy a um, old vehicle. A bunch, I mean, you know, files and books and envelopes of paperwork came with it. So then becomes the sleuthing. And staying with me this weekend, uh, they've got uh, some friends, uh, Chris and Pamela. And Pamela and Brooke uh, went and chatted. And Chris and I, when we got home, started to sleuth to try and work out what on earth I had just bought. And started to, you know, well, this is, the title says 1953. Okay, so 1953, it should have this engine but I'd taken pictures and that engine wasn't in there. And so we started to, you know, the joys of the internet today, you jump on, you start searching, you find out that it may have been 1953 on the title, but it is actually 1954, judging by the rest of the vehicle, i.e. The, how, the, how the front end looks. And then this is one of the great things about um, many American cars that were produced for, in some cases, 15, 20 years. In the case of this vehicle, very nearly 20 years. Um, but they changed them up. It was sort of to avoid the uh, avoid them always looking the same, trying to modernize them. Well, they'd get a different engine or a different, that the starter would move from the floor to the to the dash or things like that. And these are all, all things that we started to discover. I'm looking at my pictures, looking up stuff. And sure enough, I thought I had a 53 with an L-head engine, straight six. And L-head engines are kind of fascinating. They are um, a kind of a hybrid engine. Um, unfortunately, I don't have one of those because it appears that this one's a 54, but I just wanted to sort of chat about an L-head engine because there were really only ever two manufacturers that made them, and it really, and reason being that it wasn't terribly successful. And it was really a way of trying to get a bit more power out of the old flathead engine. Flathead, side valve, whether you're in britain or europe or you've grown up there or you're in america uh, basically the valves that allow the gas and the oxygen and gas mixture into the cylinder and the valve that allows the burnt mixture out are placed in the engine block itself and the cylinder head on a flathead engine is basically there to try and make sure nothing escapes 
Um, you can create compression and stuff like that. Very important stuff to make it go bang and make power. The other couple of engines which are typical after that are the overhead valve engine. The side valve or flathead was very, very inefficient. It was cheap to manufacture. It was easy to manufacture. And it was a typical engine in the beginning, um, in the beginning days. As people, as engineers tried to find more power, you had the overhead valve engine, which had valves, as it said, in the top of the engine, operated by. Uh, the camshaft, which operates valves running in the lower side. So then you'd have a camshaft spinning in time with the crankshaft, which is what moves the pistons up and down. Push rods going up through the side of the engine to operate rocker arms. And you've probably all heard these, these names, but these rocker arms push on the valves, opening them and closing them at the correct times for the fuel mixture to come in and out and create compression and create power. Well, someone in an attempt to try and produce more power out of a flathead engine while not going to the expense of completely redesigning the engine, they came up with this idea of doing the L-head. And this actually refers to the exhaust valve still being in the same position as the flathead i.e. in the side of the engine block. However, the intake having been put as an overhead valve. Um, as I said, there weren't many who, many uh, manufacturers who made this. In fact, the Jeep was one of the few. Um, the other one being uh, Rover. Rover made an L-head engine for a while uh, and was, was fairly fairly successful with it. So anyway, I've, I'd worked on um, these engines in Rovers a couple of times, and I'd heard they'd been put in Jeeps. So I was very excited about this 1953 Jeep until I actually got dug into it and found that indeed this engine is now, um, this engine is actually a much earlier flathead. So, or I should say much, well, anyway, it's complicated. One of the things that anybody who's ever been around Jeeps knows they tended to be sort of kick car-ish. And I, by kick cars, I don't mean that they um, were built in backyards, but they tended to be made from the parts that people could buy. And constantly, if you look at the history of Jeep, every few years, the company changed. And one of those changes happened in late 1953 when the Kaiser Corporation purchased Jeep. Well, the Kaiser Corporation came in, they really didn't have any uh, manufacturing facility and really didn't need to use the old engine. And they had a very successful engine, which they had um, given the, the fantastically powerful name of the Super Hurricane. So in 19, late 1953 on 54 models, and I think that's where this one that I've just picked up kind of became a 53 as far as the state of Wyoming is concerned. Uh, Kaiser Corporation put in this new flathead or new to Jeep flathead engine. And that is what appears to be in the in, in this uh, station wagon, which is now sitting uh, over at Midas. Um, and we'll uh, 
will encourage it to come back to life and have some fun with it. Some of the stories behind the willies, and again, because I, I honestly, as always happens with me, I had, I've always rather like loved the look of those early, um, early Jeep station wagons. They, with the Suburban, they really were the original SUV. In fact, the utility wagon of about 47, 48, when it became four-wheel drive, is considered by many to be the father of the modern SUV well well ahead of its time back in those days the station wagon had um typically been a converted uh, sedan body which was then converted with a wooden body or a woody as many of you uh have no doubt heard of over, over time well jeep well they decided to change that up a bit they were trying to get something that was cheaper to build, much cheaper to maintain for anybody who's ever owned a Woody, and I haven't, although I have been around them. They're beautiful. They're fabulously well put together. I mean, the Woody is fantastic. And they are incredibly tough to look after and make last. Uh, so his Jeep going, well, we're always kind of a utilitarian company. We don't want to do that. And so they decided to kind of have a different idea with station wagons and that as i said started the suv craze and you can probably hear in the background the police sirens i'm assuming that's not them coming to get anybody but they are going past in the uh in the parade so if you are listening and you hear all kinds of noises coming through the mic i apologize but the parade is going on right now anyway we're going to take a break and I'll come back and some of the history on these uh, Jeep wagons it is kind of fascinating why it was designed. And it's a typical example of necessity actually becomes something which sticks with all, uh, the manufacturing process. For Never know how. Participating locations, exclusions apply, may not be combined with other offers. Offer at 731.21. There's no greater pain a parent can suffer than losing a child. And yet, heat stroke deaths in hot cars are on the rise. The temperature inside a vehicle can reach deadly levels in just a few minutes. Leaving windows cracked does not help. These preventable deaths can occur even when the outside temperature is as low as 57 degrees. Never leave your baby or child in a vehicle, even for a short period. And always check the back seat before you get out of the car. Where's baby? Look before you lock. For more information, go to NHTSA.gov forward slash heatstroke. We're all part of your community. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Hey, this is Rosie Harvey, your local online marketing consultant from Town Square Interactive. Do you own a small business and want to have more results with your website? Or maybe you just need a website. You're good at what you do. You don't have to be good at digital marketing, too. Leave that to me in Town Square Interactive, and we'll make sure your business has the online presence it deserves. With month-to-month -month contracts, personalized marketing packages, single points of contact, you don't have any 800 numbers to deal with or automated answering systems when you choose Town Square Interactive for your digital marketing campaign. If you don't have time to advertise your business by yourself, rely on us at Town Square Interactive to make sure your ideal customers can find you online. 
online. We'll even take the guesswork out of determining the ROI by sending you monthly reports and giving you a live dashboard login. Townsquare Interactive will give your business the visibility it deserves. Call me, Rosie Harvey, at 287-0240 to learn more about how I can help you market your small business. Again, that's 287-0240. Or you can look me up online at townsquareinteractive.com forward slash Cheyenne. Nick the Motor Guy back here on KGAB with Cargab for another Saturday. There is a parade going on, so if you hear strange noises going past the studio, well, that's what's happening. Um, if you are just wanting to come down to downtown Cheyenne and uh, go to one of the stores, well, uh, wait an hour. Because one, you're not going to find parking, and two, you can't get to half the streets. But... We are going to continue on Cargap for the next hour and a half. If you would like to join me, give me a call, 632-6500. Our second line is 632-3323, Chatting about a, a, a Jeep that I kind of, uh, my, my poor long-suffering wife um, is now uh, sharing me with. Uh, anyway, I found a 1953 Willie Station Wagon. Um, lovely uh, lady and uh, gentleman who had owned the owned the car for many many years. I actually purchased the the vehicle from their their daughter, and all kinds of history come came along with it. And the just it's it's like um, sleuthing and researching DNA of a vehicle. It's, I don't know if that's actually one of the most exciting parts when you first find a project car or a new to you classic old vehicle, but. I, I find the the research piece almost as fascinating as the actual uh, then getting it up and running and do, doing whatever to it. The interesting piece with the uh, Jeep wagon is how it came to be. And it was designed um, in the mid-1940s, of course, right after the war. And one of the problems that Willys had at the time was they did not make their own bodies. And right after the war... Uh, there was a tremendous demand for cars. So Willys was struggling. They had limited finances. And as I'd spoken earlier, they had always kind of struggled. And if you look at the history of Jeep, it's you know, one one company after another that kind of grabbed Jeep. And uh, I usually made it a cash cow for them, but the company itself was still struggling. The designer, um, Brooks Stevens, realized that it was going to really be a problem getting steel bodies built and for a wagon where they were normally made out of wood which was even more expensive and very hard to mass produce he made a decision that he could design a steel body which would be easier to produce easier to maintain 
safer than the wood bodies and cheap because with the way he designed it if you look at these vehicles they're made out of relatively small panels mostly flat-sided i mean this thing is very kind of flat and square uh but what it meant was that he could go and hire sheet metal fabricators who normally made parts for things like household appliances and who had not been used to building compound curves and all the things that were typically found on a car body of the time so when you actually look at these willies jeeps of these times these wagons and a lot of people paint them as such they actually look like they are wood when actually they're just made out of multiple steel panels it's a, it's a design which is timeless i think it, it looks really really cool but the actual idea behind it was cheap plentiful and easy to build sometimes that works all around oh, i wish some of the car manufacturers almost would think like that now but so that's not going to happen. Anyway, if you would like to join me, 632 6500, 632 3323, 1888 503 6500. Let's jump to the phones. Good morning, you're on Cargap. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you? Good. This is Jerry and Greeley. Hello, Jerry. How are you this morning? Well, I'm wondering about some old gasoline. Well, it usually smells horrible and it needs to be disposed of. <laughs> um, and the more ethanol that's in it, the worse it smells. Okay. Well, um, yeah. I used to keep keep a few jugs out in the shed, and in, in the summer it would get so hot that it would, um, I guess, evaporate the volatiles and squeeze out around mm -hmm. the cap seals and... I, I dug like a little miniature basement in the floor of my shed, <laughs> and so, so, and then I, I put the gas down, you know, under the floor of the shed in this hole in the ground, and forgot about it for three years. Ah. And um, so it's been kept cooler than, you know, perhaps otherwise. But um, I, I haven't examined it yet. I, I've been told that I, I need to see how it smells and Correct. Look, look at it and see if there's any sediment. Um, well, and you can look at color. Um, it will start to deteriorate into almost a varnished brown, and it will smell disgusting. Um, I mean, it smells sour. Um, now, I, I probably should give the uh, warning here. Sniffing gas is not good for you. <laughs> Even if you've been around it your entire life like I have, and certain gasolines, like if I'm around a, a race team or something, they smell absolutely amazing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the uh, it is not recommended that you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you start sniffing gasoline as a habit um but to answer your question pull it out from out of its hole as it were and then um you can actually smell you just take the cap off it it will emit you will immediately tell if it's soured at all it, it is a pretty disgusting smell um i'm guessing after three years particularly if it was ethanol based gas it's probably not good um and i would be careful putting it in anything um 
Well, and that was one question I had was um, I, I would be afraid to put it in one of my fuel-injected vehicles, but I didn't know if somehow a carburetor might be more forgiving. Well, if it's varnished, I, actually a fuel-injected vehicle might actually be less grumpy with it than a carburetor. Um, carburetors have lots of uh, small items which can plug up with varnish that can the, the float needles can stick um it's actually probably a little safer <laughs> if it is varnished at all to put it in a fuel injected vehicle um carburetors are um finicky and they they it always makes me smile to myself when i when it, when somebody calls or I'm I'm speaking to somebody and they say, "Oh, that fuel injection! Give me a, give me an old-fashioned carburetor any time." And I sort of rub my head in disbelief because I've worked on a lot of carburetors, and they're all to a man. Every one of them is a pain in the rear end to deal with. They, you know, they 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 wear out. They varnish up. There's tiny 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 little holes which can get blocked and ruin the entire running of the vehicle um even on the simplest carbs like an old su out of britain they are finicky i won't don't don't even want to get into the, the uh four barrels that are so beloved of american vehicles uh the first time i took one of those apart thank goodness for somebody who knew what they were doing i was absolutely astounded at how many pieces and parts came out of that little aluminum box um they're very complicated they're very finicky and there's so many different things which can can block and go wrong with them where a fuel injector is a high pressure fuel pump a line a couple of bits a couple of electronic sensors and an injector itself that's it there's not really fuel injection the reason it has been so successful is it's actually extremely simple and if i if people would get over the fact that the word electronics is involved in it they'd realize fuel injection is far simpler than the the sort of over you know um, over complicated toilet bowl this is what a carburetor is okay um i've got a friend who's got a 78 f250 mm -hmm. um with uh i believe that's a four barrel carb on there yeah probably a 351 m or a 400 m in it typically might have a 460 uh yes the 351 and um Anyway, he, he expressed some interest in using this gas, and, and we thought about maybe diluting it. Um, Absolutely. You can certainly do that. Again, I would be circumspect in using it again. We'd take the cap off carefully, have a sniff, um, maybe even pour some of it into a clear container where you can see just how what the color is, if it still looks like fresh gas, i.e., you know, light 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 straw color um to clear then that is fine if it is looking like um quite honestly sort of very thin varnish then i would go to a, uh, call around and find somebody who will allow you to uh dispose of it okay all right well Thanks for the advice, Nick. Absolutely. You always challenge me every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to hear from you. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Take care.
Bye-bye. Oh, the, the yes, old gasoline. If you have not had the joys of being around old vehicles or being in the industry as I have for a few years now, you may not have ever come across the joys and disgusting smell of old gasoline. Gasoline sticks around anyway. Um, the, 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 the smell, but it seems to evaporate and after an hour or so, you, you kind of got rid of it. Old gasoline, um, well, if, if the perfume manufacturers could ever work out how to get rid of that disgusting smell, they'd probably want to use it because it can last for days. I have had clothing that I have put, well, my, my wife, dear wife has also put in the, uh, washing machine and then been really disgusted with me because it now has made everything smell like old gas um as i said have said many times she is extremely long-suffering but that smell just pervades everything it's funny i'm sitting here in the studio i am nowhere near anything gasoline powered right now i have not touched anything gasoline powered today um and i did not get into the gasoline system of the jeep yesterday when we picked it up but i can smell it just by talking about it. 632 Let's jump to line one. Good morning, you're on Car Gap. Are you there? Yes. Hello? Hello. How are you this morning? Good, good. This is Brian from Eastern Colorado. Hello. How are you? Doing well. It's, it's crazy because I just pulled a 1949 Willie station wagon out of a barn a week ago. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so I happened to turn on the radio today and I was like, holy cow, I can't believe this. So, <laughs> so do you have, so 49, mm -hmm. yours, is, it's, is it a four-wheel drive or is it a two-wheel drive? No, it's a four-wheel drive. So it's a very early four-wheel drive then. Yeah. And, um, and it's three, three on the, uh, it's not a three-speed on the column it's on the floor which it, yep three on the column and you've got three sticks right well i tell you what no it's a it's on the floor it's not on the column, oh sorry no so. sorry three on the floor and you've got three sticks coming out of the floor yes yeah. yes you got high low and so forth but what's i kind of called about it, it has a 230 tornado engine in it okay so that is out of a later unit that didn't right. is not what it arrived with the 230 Tornado is an overhead cam engine. Mm -hmm. um, very, very advanced for its time when it came out. I want to say the Tornado arrived in about 62, I think, if I remember rightly. And I have a little experience with the Tornado because the Kaiser M715 that um, my shop and I built for the charity car about six years ago, uh, that arrived with a Tornado, although we did not use that engine we put a dodge v10 in it but anyway that's another story but yeah the tornado engine was um very powerful for its day compared to what it was replacing which was the um flathead fours flathead sixes yours should have come with i believe in 49 a four cylinder which would have been right. the i think it was 130 ish cubic inch or it could have, no, I guess it could have had the six as well. It could have had a flathead six as well. 
but somebody at some point has bolted a, a tornado engine into it. Okay. What do you think of that engine? It, I, I actually got it running, and it runs extremely smooth. Well, it's a straight six, right? So it's, lo- right. in my opinion, I love straight sixes. They're all just, they're, they're, they're naturally balanced, so they're always smooth. So the Tornado has got a very bad name um, over the years, and I think it was more because mechanics of the time did not understand how to deal with an overhead cam engine. Um if it is looked after, if things like oil is changed and the the uh, mechanisms, the timing chains and stuff for the overhead camera all kept in good condition, that tornado engine is a great engine. I mean, it's not a powerhouse compared to head, compared to the Flathead Six that it replaced. It's a powerhouse, but it's not in compared to other engines, um, ever later engines. But if you if you're just using it to to you know just to have some fun with and drive around, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Oh, cool! It's a beautiful engine. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it yeah. really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is. An overhead aluminum overhead valve cover is really kind of pretty. Yeah, and uh, in fact, and when you start to look at the design of it again in 62 and kaiser just like everybody who had owned jeep up to that point as i'd spoken about earlier were constantly on the edge of financial disaster um it really really was quite a uh departure and a lot of money spent to develop that overhead cam engine uh and i want to say that i wear the the flatheads have been stomping along at about 80 90 horsepower that that overhead cam engine when it arrived was in the 130 plus so although 130 horse is not a lot back in 1962 that was 50 percent more power than that jeep had had before <laughs> so uh, it, yeah it's, it's super I'm I'm, I'm 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 really glad somebody else is going through over excitement over things like this at the moment yeah <laughs> now it, it has an overdrive, and I'm not real familiar with overdrive. Now, that's a rarity in itself. Um, and I I don't know. I, I haven't gone back and looked to mine. See, I don't think mine has an overdrive. But the overdrives were not around for that long. And I want to say by 54, they were disappearing. So that the overdrive is really, really nice. I had an old Land Rover for years, so it... Um, on the Land Rovers, it made it even more complicated because it actually had four shifters. Um, on your Jeep, I believe the overdrive is on a like a cable um, pull handle. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, very nice. That's lovely because when you're going down the highway, uh, it's probably staggering along at 50-ish miles an hour, um, it drops the engine RPM typically, I'm guessing, by about 1,000 RPM. So it will allow for a lot more relaxed cruising. Oh, great. Great. Now, I'm somewhat familiar with, like, Hudson overdrives and so forth, but this is, like you said, there's a big lever right in the middle you pull. Yes. Um, So you have to manually put it in and put it out. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Good, I like that. Yes, exactly. In fact, um, it was quite a... It seemed to be quite a common thing in the late 40s, early 50s. I even had a 58, what was it, 59, I don't remember now, Bel Air. 
and that had an overdrive in it which was pulled by a lever um and that again it would drop the the engine rpm tremendously it it is a particularly with engines old style engines which didn't rev very high but had lots and lots of um lots of torque having that higher gear to be able to go down the highway and let that engine just kind of tick along rather than revving real hard was i think was the reason that they were they were put in a lot of vehicles at the time okay great now we're working every gear so it's essentially um i yes in fact i and again i have i've done not done the research but I, if it's right. like the uh land rover one yes it will work in every gear including reverse it's actually just another in in many ways it's just yet another gearbox on that thing which is going to allow um just like your low and high ratio and in fact if it works like the land rover which i'm assuming it does you can actually overdrive both the low ratio and the high ratio so if you've got it means that you now have about a 12 speed box because <laughs> you've you got low ratio three you've got low ratio with overdrive three you've got high ratio three and high ratio with overdrive three so you have effectively 12 um 12 forward speeds although you do have to be a bit of an octopus to make them all work at the same time yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good very good so well, that's wonderful. So what so what kind of condition is the rest of the truck in? You know, I, I haven't had time to spend a lot of time. It, it's all right. Um, the body's a little rough. Mice have gotten into it, so I've, you know, I'm, the floor plan seems to be pretty solid, though. So that's that great. A big worry. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it is one of the joys of vehicles that have lived most of their life around here, be it Wyoming, Colorado. Uh, it's relatively dry, as you know. The humidity is lower, and therefore they don't rust nearly as badly. Right. And it sounds like this one was undercover, so that will have helped it as well. Yes, yes. It's been undercover for many years, so... Um yeah, yeah. I do need to put a bigger radiator, and obviously they had some heating issues. Yes. <laughs> they, they put big old holes right in the, in the hood, so. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> kind of like a Buick. It has three holes on each side of the, <laughs> <laughs> the hood. So, uh, obviously, and it looks like it had the original small radiator, so, uh, yeah. Well, and of uh, course, with new modern radiators, and there are, um, they're just more efficient as well so that that will help it i know yeah. i know i'm just i know with everything old like this the first thing to do is going to be replace pretty much every rubber component and in my opinion go through the wiring completely yeah because that always terrifies me with old cars i've had electrical fires and that that is the worst of the worst yeah. Well, and the wiring harness looks pretty darn simple in these. So yeah, it's not going to be bad. Yeah, it's probably yeah. got twenty wires controlling the whole thing. Right. <laughs> now we have twenty wires controlling the door locks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so nice about these old things. Absolutely. Indeed. 
Well, thank you very much. Absolutely. Time. Thank you for the call. I really appreciate you listening, and that, that's, a, that's great. I, I'm so thrilled somebody else is going to be going through this Odyssey with me. <laughs> <laughs> very good, sir. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's really cool. A 49 with, a, with the overhead cam engine. That overhead cam engine, I'd say it did, it did get a, a pretty rough name at the time, but uh, it, it was a good engine there if looked after. And I said it was, it was a big deal when you've gone from this 90 horsepower flathead that Kaiser had been putting in and suddenly this overhead cam engine arrives with 140 horsepower. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was a, a tremendous advance at the time, although it uh, wasn't the most popular, mainly because it was such a unique design back in those days for an American vehicle. Let's jump over to line two. Good morning, you're on CarGap. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Nick? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. My name is... Sorry. That's all right. My name's Jean, and I'm from the Old West Museum. Hello, Jean, and you are going to be the, um, well, you, you personally, but the Old West Museum is going to be our charity of the week uh, for cruise nights. Correct. And I just wanted to thank you so much for having us today. Oh, we're thrilled to have you. You know, it's, I remember pulling your name out of the hat when we did this back in February and thinking how appropriate it was that the Old West Museum, and I, I mean, it really was pulled out of a hat, <laughs> but the Old West Museum gets pulled out on Cheyenne Frontier, the second weekend of Cheyenne Frontier Day. So, uh, same way. Uh, it's 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 great. It was meant to happen. We're thrilled to have you uh, down there. Um, would you like to tell people some of the, I mean, I think many know what you do, but probably many don't. So let people know and remember that we've got a lot of folks listening all over Colorado and Nebraska and northern Wyoming who probably aren't as familiar with the Old West Museum as some of us are locally. Well, the Cheyenne Frontier Days Museum is dedicated to preserving the culture and the heritage of the West and Western art and particularly of Cheyenne Frontier Days. We are their 365 day a year representation and we are a privately funded museum. So we are one of the third in the nation that remain open after COVID. Most privately funded museums have succumbed to the financial hardships of that. And we've been working very hard to stay open. So this is such a, a blessing to us to be able to do this tonight. Well, and a, a big part of it is the outreach, to be able to tell people, you know, there's going to be a bunch of us out there typically, um, and I'm hoping the weather doesn't uh, make it not as busy as it is sometimes. You never know with when the, the, the when it, it's a little less... Uh, bright and sunny but mm -hmm. i but, but the outreach people coming to talk to you and you're going to find your volunteers tonight they're going to find there are going to be lots of people want to talk to you about what you do why you do it how you do it um and that museum it really is a tremendous representation frontier days indeed but what i love about it is it's so much of the cheyenne the oldest cheyenne families and um, old Cheyenne and what's made Cheyenne such a great community today. I agree. It's it's just a really 
wonderful opportunity to share with people the legacy. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for, and I couldn't find it. Thank you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so anyway, we are, I won't keep you, but we are really looking forward to people coming out and visiting with us tonight. and very much appreciate everything that you do oh i thank you i mean it's it's a whole bunch of us um i just get to be the mouthpiece with the radio show but uh the it, it's been a the last year and a bit a bit now um doing these cruise nights and seeing everybody from age one up through age 90 plus coming out learning about our nonprofits, learning about our museums um be it you guys or that some of the other great organizations that have been out there and really I, i've had many people call into the show stop me in the street and say you know, I didn't even know that exists, or I hadn't, I, I'd heard of them, but I had no idea the extent. And I think you'll be surprised, I'm often surprised, how many people say they've never been up there. So this mm -hmm. really gives you an opportunity to reach out and um, reach out and, and grab them, literally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we of course, often get people who say, oh, I was there once when I was in third grade. Yeah. And I want to tell them, you know, we change. Every year our displays change, we get new things, and... So we want to encourage people to bring their boots back to their roots and come visit us again. I, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's a great slogan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you tonight. Uh, the Old West Museum is going to be our featured charity on the Cheyenne Cruise Nights tonight. These guys will be at the corner of 25th and Central, and I'm sure you will be uh, collecting money because that's a huge part for museums and it's tough to fund. Yes. And as you said, you are all self-funded. Uh, so I, Trump, thank you for everything you do. Thank you to all the volunteers, and I know many of them. Uh, you guys really do do a magnificent job. And uh, uh, you're going to be exhausted between this and Frontier Days. You guys, uh, yeah, you're going to be resting next week, yeah, right? We'll be, we'll be ready to collapse, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, you take care, and we'll speak thank to you tonight. You. See you tonight. Okay. Bye-bye. Old West Museum is the cruise night's charity tonight. Um, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, I'm thinking Doug will probably be calling in here in a little while, but thank you for calling. It is so important to get the message out about what our local museums, what our local nonprofits do. It really is something that makes our community is great as it is. On Westland Road, Motor City, Cheyenne, and experience the holiday difference, the beginning of hassle-free driving. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Four Corner Siding. No matter the weather, Four Corner Siding can help protect your home. Could be a wet and soggy Saturday for southeastern Wyoming. Once again, scattered thunderstorms, heavier rains possible, especially over the foothills and mountain areas. Highs middle and upper 70s today, lows tonight in the mid-50s. Upper 70s with some low 80s on your Sunday. Sunshine during the day with an isolated thunderstorm late afternoon, then clearing Sunday night, lows low to mid-50s. I'm day weather meteorologist Don Watzel. Dear Vet Ticks, it was nice to spend the night with my daughter and other veterans. It's so humbling to attend an event when you feel appreciated. I had a wonderful time with my family. Thank you for the memories, Vet Ticks. Dear Vet Ticks, thank you for a great experience and for your support of the military and veterans. Thank you so much, Vet Ticks. Our family has gone through a lot the last few years, and this gave us a nice break. Every empty seat at a concert, game, or special event 
is a missed opportunity to say thank you to a veteran or a service member. By giving your extra tickets to Vet Ticks, you'll help America's heroes reduce stress, strengthen family bonds, and create a truly happy memory that will last a lifetime. So when you really want to say thank you for your service, give the experience, give the memory. Vet Ticks, give something to those who gave. For more information on how you can make a difference, go to vettix.org. My pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. Have you heard the story of the hot rod race where the Fords and Lincolns were setting the pace? That story is true, I'm here to say I was driving that Model A. Nick, the motor guy, back here on Cargag. Gonna have to fit a couple of breaks in. Uh, I usually talk too much, um, but it's great having these calls, and I love hearing different voices. That is always uh, thanks for thanks for uh, uh, coming and being part of the show. 632 Let's jump to line two. Good morning on Cargag. Hey, what's happening? Hey, Doug. I was wondering if that was you. Well, that was a great yeah. call from the Old West Museum, huh? Yeah, it was. It was. I, uh, I'm i glad I caught it. I was, uh, I'm running about uh, 30 minutes behind today. <laughs> that happens. I once it I does. once I parked in the uh, uh, the city vehicle only parking lot. By the way, if you see an orange Mustang sitting next to all those white city vehicles, please don't tow it. Um, I hope it'll still be there when I get back. Um, oh. I kind of hid it between all the city trucks. I'm hoping nobody will notice the bright orange Mustang. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> sure they, I'm sure they won't. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <lap>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I had to put it there because I couldn't find any other parking. And I was, I, it was a little tight to get here this morning. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Doug, I'm going to throw you back on hold because i got to okay. fit this last break in and then we'll bring you back in, okay? Yeah, that's what I figured. Sports.com or see the CF Moto lineup at Cheyenne Motorsports. 2000 Westland Road, delivering fun since 1967. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family. Most often, colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. I expect it to be a lot easier. I thought it was going to be a piece of cake. I didn't know what step to take next. I was transitioning from the military. I was a vehicle gunner. An avionics specialist. I was an MP military police. My friends thought I could do anything. I missed my unit, my family. Playing with my daughter, I, I felt like a stranger. I was overwhelmed. I couldn't sleep. I just wanted to be by myself. I didn't have a clear sense of what to do next. I was too proud. 
And then I thought, if I'm going through this, other veterans have gone through it too, too right? It started to open up. And it made a huge difference. So I reached out and I saw that I wasn't alone. Because before I was able to take on my next mission, I had to take on just taking care of myself. To find purpose. purpose. Go to maketheconnection.net to learn how other veterans have overcome the challenges of transitioning out of the military. AM 650, KJV, Nick Komoda guy, back here on Cogat. We have uh, 50 seconds left, so we're going to leave Doug, hopefully, on hold to hang with us. Is that okay, Doug? And we'll bring you in at the top of the hour. All right, you make your coffee. I'm going to sit in the studio, and we will be back here on AM 650, KGAB. COVID-19 cases are up, and so are consumer prices. I'm Pam Puso. Fox News. New infections in the U.S. rose by more than 194,000 yesterday, according to Johns Hopkins. The White House is working to tamp down the latest surge. It's also navigating a fragile economic recovery where inflation is rearing its head just about everywhere. President Biden insists the U.S. economy is on the right track. He said that to the American people as well as to Democrats. And while the employment picture is a lot better now than where we were a year ago, there are still concerns about where the economy is as a whole. If you're a consumer, you know what these prices are like. But now a number of American companies report facing higher prices from Atlanta-based Coca-Cola to California's Chipotle. They say goods are more expensive. Fox's Mark Meredith, the White House maintains inflation concerns are temporary. Some backpedaling by the director of the CDC. Last night, Dr. Rochelle Belensky told Fox the White House is looking at a federal COVID-19 vaccine mandate. That created a firestorm, forcing the director to walk it back, taking a Twitter just an hour later, writing, to clarify, there will be no nationwide mandate. I was referring to mandates by private institutions and portions of the federal government. There will be no federal mandate. Fox's Griff Jenkins. Within days, millions of Americans who were behind on their rent could be forced out of their homes. President Biden is urging state and local governments to more quickly disperse billions of dollars in rental assistance made available in COVID relief funding after Congress failed to extend an eviction moratorium. Fox's Jared Halpern, because of a recent Supreme Court ruling, an extension would have to be approved by Congress. Weekend work for the Senate as lawmakers fine-tune a bipartisan infrastructure bill. America's listening to Fox News. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey, this is Trey Gowdy, host of the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Every Tuesday, you'll hear what's on my mind. Plus, every Thursday, there's a special bonus episode where we answer the questions that are on your mind. Make sure to spend your Tuesdays and Thursdays with Trey. Subscribe now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Hope to see you. America's listening to Fox News. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, it's the Fox News Rundown. Start your day with a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. A daily morning podcast going far beyond the headlines. Tapping into the massive reporting resources of Fox News to provide a full picture of the news of the day. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Jessica Tarlov. I'm Chris Wallace, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. 
There's another reason in Indiana not to drive while talking on a handheld cell phone. In addition to facing tickets of up to $500, violators will be hit with four points against their license. The penalties are also getting steeper for speeding in school or construction zones. Doing that could result in four to eight points against a license. About two dozen people are hurt following a collision between two trolley cars in Boston. This man was nearby. The ground started shaking, everything started shaking over there. And then when I looked over, um, there was just a bunch of smoke and I just seen a bunch of people crowding around over there. The cause of Friday's crash is under investigation. None of the injuries is life-threatening. NASA remains interested in another mission to the moon. A lunar return was the goal of the Trump administration, specifically for the year 2024. That's three years away, and it could still happen. Our goal is to return to the moon in a sustainable way to prove what we need in order to be able to explore beyond to get to Mars. Bob Cabana is NASA's director for the Kennedy Space Center. He says they are still pushing for a moon mission sooner rather than later and using the taxpayer-built space launch system already being assembled and waiting for testing. And uh, prove that this vehicle is uh, going to do the awesome things that we uh, expect from it as we go uh, return to the moon and go on to Mars. Evan Brown, Fox News. In parts of the Deep South, it's going to be a hot one. 70s and 80s already piling up in the middle of the country, and we've got heat watches and warnings across the deep south. How hot does that mean it's going to be? Feels like temperatures and fairly widespread, getting up close to 110 degrees for a whole lot of folks. That continues into Sunday. Fox meteorologist Adam Klotz. In Colorado, severe monsoon storms could trigger. Com or see the CF Moto lineup at Cheyenne Motorsports, 2000 Westland Road, delivering fun since 1967. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Four Corner Siding. No matter the weather, Four Corner Siding can help protect your home. Could be a wet and soggy Saturday for southeastern Wyoming. Once again, scattered thunderstorms, heavier rains possible, especially over the foothills and mountain areas. Highs middle and upper 70s today, lows tonight in the mid-50s. Upper 70s with some low 80s on your Sunday. Sunshine during the day with an isolated thunderstorm late afternoon, then clearing Sunday night, lows low to mid-50s. I'm day weather meteorologist on Watzel. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi, I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Oh, 
Nick the Motor Guy back here on Car Guy AM650 KGAB. And uh, we've got Doug on line one. We do have somebody holding on line two, but Doug, we're going to talk a little bit of cruise nights, right? Yeah. Hopefully, this darn weather is going to cooperate with us. I'm not too excited about the weather forecast, but uh, I'm just uh, hoping that it's not going to, hoping the weatherman is, as usual, isn't exactly right. So. Yeah, I, I am too. I, and of course, I mean, yesterday it threatened with rain, but really we didn't get any. No. Um, no. I'm, we could all use, we could certainly use the moisture. It definitely uh, cooked us pretty well earlier in the week, but it would be nice if it would yeah. give us a few hours this evening to celebrate the Old West Museum. Um, the, the last couple of weeks, and I'll be honest, I haven't been around because I've been busy, but it looks like the last couple of weeks have been great turnouts. Oh yeah, last week was last week we started off kind of slow, and it didn't seem like it was going to be too much. And then about seven o'clock or seven fifteen, it just broke open, and people just started showing up. Cars we'd never seen before. People, you know, just a lot of a lot of people just out cruising around. Oh, I lost you there for a second, sir. Yeah, it, it was so. just looking at the pictures. There were there were cars. I mean, it, and this we talk about this all the time, right? It's amazing. Right. We had, we've now been doing this for well over a year, and yep. the number of times we look at each other and go, "Well, that one's new. That one's yeah. new. That one's oh, look at that." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Charles and I are Charles and I are starting a, a blazer. We're going to start a blazer club. Uh, last week we had two, and then some uh, some folks from Ohio drove through in their blazer. I mean, when I say blazer club, a new blazer club. I was going to say, blazer. okay, what, what what years are allowed in this? Well, so far it's only been 2019 and up. <laughs> <laughs> but we had all three of them parked together, well, close together. We had the blue one, the gold one, and the, uh, and the red one. And... Uh, it was uh, kind of funny. We were all comparing stories about our blazers. So. About your your brand new blazers. Yeah. They are yeah. a cool looking vehicle. They, they Chevy did a yeah. really, really, really good job on yeah, the styling and and the, the just the togetherness of that vehicle. Yeah, they're they're and each one of the three were a little bit different. Yeah, but you know it's 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 pretty incredible that uh, that. Uh, there were three of them all at the same time at, in parked in cruise nights in the parking lot. So <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> 
Well, you, you, you can ha- I mean, there's a lot of blazers and jimmies that all come out there, so maybe you can yeah. have a whole blazer corner. I mean, that, that vehicle been yeah. around a while now. <laughs> yeah, it has been around a while, and, and actually there are quite a few. Uh, you know, I can think of probably four or five at least. Yeah, there's some more. nice K5s out there. Um, that, yeah, there are. So yeah, it, it's uh, and it's that's what I think I've loved about cruise nights as much as anything is the the tremendous variety, and of course it does help that the the car has been around a long time and we have a lot of enthusiasts in this area. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the tremendous variety I'd say from the exotics, the Lamborghinis, and stuff like that. To, yeah. A lot of American, a lot of interesting British cars. I've seen some lovely Lotus and MGs. There's a fabulous Riley, yeah. which I didn't even know existed in this town. Wow. I, I know there was a nice MG there last week, and I don't think it's one I've seen before. It might have been, but uh, it was in really nice shape. It, it was an older one. And uh, not, I mean, when I say older, kind of maybe <laughs> 70s. 70s or 80s so more of the mgb style right 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 it was it was like that and it was really really a nice car yeah there's a lovely guy who's got a couple of those he's got a beautiful i want to say it's a 68 in british racing green with wire wheels and that is just a gorgeous car yeah and i can't think this one was white i think this one was white it was it was really nice though and that uh, may be owned by the same guy i think he has a couple of them i think I think I recognized the guy. I just didn't recognize the car. The car. So it's, and and you, that that happens all the time too at cruise nights. There's there. I talked to another guy that um, another fellow last week that had a sixty. I believe it was a sixty nine Chevy pickup that he that he you know it was a retro mod. Yep. And uh, and I was looking at it and I said, well, I've talked to you before. And he said, yeah. He says, I you talked to him about three or three times. Because I have this kind of car and this car and this car. Because I bring them, I just kind of rotate them. But this is the first time for this one. And yeah, I've, I, I've kind of been guilty of that a couple of times. Yeah, most <laughs> most guys that are really into it have a lot of have more than one. Sure. And did did you hear the beginning of the show? No, but, well, I kind of I kind of caught the beginning of it. You must have found some. You must have found yourself a new uh, toy well, to play with. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> Willys, right? Yeah, a '53 utility wagon. Yeah. Oh, that, those, those are cool. Yeah, cool. it is cool. It it is basically your 2019 Chevy Blazer's great grandpa. In all reality, it is a smaller, <laughs> a smaller four wheel drive. It's a is it a four wheel drive? Uh, yeah, it's a four wheel drive. Um, cool. Uh, with a flathead six in it it's uh yeah. it's a weird one it's right it's right as kaiser took over so it must have been very late 53 production because it's got the kaiser flathead engine in it rather than yeah. the earlier hurricane uh 230 yeah. it's got the kaiser 226 in it yeah i was well, i was listening when you were talking to the guy about the tornado engine so yeah and the, and the overdrive and all that you know it's it's a uh, those old, those old vehicles, you know, they try something for a few years and then they change. And they try something for a few years and then they change. And sometimes they change back to something that worked better than the one they did this time. So it's it's uh, it's kind of cool how they just, it was easier for them to change directions in those days, I think. 
It was, uh, and and I think, and you know, they changed up the looks, they changed the grill, the number of horizontal yeah. bars, or the number of vertical bars, or whether it was a one-piece oh, yeah. windshield or a split windshield. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, it's interesting with, with the Jeep engines, um, the engine that survived it all was the redesign of the flathead into the overhead valve motor, which became the 258, right. which became right. the four liter, which lasted all the way up into the 2000s. Yet yeah. the much more modern, much, uh, much more powerful for its day engine, the Tornado yeah. overhead cam went by the wayside because nobody in in the car world at that time was prepared to put up with an overhead cam so it disappeared and the old style overhead valve survived yeah but that happened a lot right and that happened with chevrolet chevy has still ignored overhead cam engines in their v8s they're still push rods yeah yeah it's it's uh it's it's crazy how that how that happens so so uh, is this is this vehicle need restored, or is it? Or it's, what are you going to do with it? It needs some tidying. I mean, it's been parked for. I'm. I think it's probably been parked for ten years. I think the last time it ran was about six yeah. years ago. Um, wow. I, is it green? It's not. It's brown with white panels. Brown with white panels. Wow. It's brown with I white think panels. I've seen brown before. Uh, some of those are green, you know, that for whatever reason they were green, it seemed like. Well, and I think some of them quite often were you had, a lot of them were purchased by the US Forestry Service. So that might be right. where that came from. Right. Right, you know, back in the back in the like World War 2, I think I'm, I think probably World War 2, maybe Korean War, uh, the Willys Jeep was was what the military that's when the Jeep became really the Jeep. That's when 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 it was used by the military so much. Yeah. Uh, several years ago, I did a I did a fire claim where a guy had a salvage yard clear out in the middle of the Tule's in Colorado, and it was a it was a uh, it was a military salvage yard. So it was like the supply sergeant, you know, over on Ridge. Yeah. But it was a big, huge field full of old military vehicles, and he had a lot of willies. We had a row of boxes, four boxes, that were about the size of a Jeep. I didn't realize it at the time. Well, I was, and they were they were burned. And uh, the, the guys, I asked the guy, "Well, what what you got in those boxes?" And he says, "Those are Jeeps, fully assembled, with no wheels. Wow! Uh, you have to put them together a little bit together, but they're packed in Cosmoline. And so." They opened those up, and they were the the wood crate burned on them, but the, the jeeps were still in pretty good shape. And he, he said he picked them up somewhere and never opened them up. He just put them in the back in his the salvage yard and just never opened them up. There was four of them, so I think and they're pretty new when they were put in those boxes. Oh yeah, I'm sure they were. Of course, the yeah. tragedy. I don't know if you uh, saw that, but they are closing. The supply, yeah. Sergeant. Oh, supply sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. After after four, sixty-three years in business, yeah. the su- supply yeah. sergeant. I don't know if they're still open now. I know that they're yeah. holding their closing sale. I'm I'm assuming with all uh, the stuff they had that they probably are going to be doing that for a month or so. Yeah. But they are uh, going there. 
Uh, yeah, I've loved going by there. And over the years, all those boxes with those, uh, I didn't realize there were Jeeps in there, but all those old vehicles, yeah. they've slowly kind of disappeared. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, that's been that, that store. And I've, Dan Hedrick, who, um, who's part of the family, has been on this show yeah. several times over the years. Um, yeah. And it is, uh, yeah, it's sad to see something like that disappear. Yeah. Dan, Dan and I worked together at uh, Facet Nickel for I about figured you years. did because we used to talk about Facet yeah. Nickel a lot and when when he was over there. Yeah, he, he was there quite a while. He was the new car piece, uh, free delivery manager and he uh, and then parts manager for a while. So he, I, that's how I know Dan. And But his dad, Herman, my dad was in the Air Guard and for years we would go over there all the time um, you you know you could get a lot of old military uniform type stuff and clothing and coats and all kinds of stuff. You just walked in; it was a big pile of stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that's how I always felt with that place. It was always just great big piles of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just one more thing, and I'll have to show this to you. But you were talking about the grill being different every year on the on the old jeeps. Yeah, you know, remember the old motors manuals, the blue motors manuals, and and absolutely, yes, yeah, I still got some of them. First page of each section is the grill of whatever year motor manual you had. Yeah, or mine, the one I have is several years, it's like four years or five years of a book. And you open up each the start of each chapter for each book has got all of the grills of of the different model years, so you could identify the vehicle that you were working on by the grill. And uh, we used to take that in the car with us, and then we would count cars when we were on a road trip. <laughs> and if we didn't know what year the car was, we'd quickly look it up in the motor manual. My yep. dad had a setup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that was the joy of you could always tell the year of the car by what yeah. what the front end is now i mean they all look the same yeah. it's hard to tell even manufacturer from manufacturer let alone uh, no. what year it is that's why i like that blazer it yeah it looks like anything else it looks like it just looks like a blazer so but uh anyway that's kind of fun that is fun <laughs> i bet you he's falling asleep by now what's that you still have that guy hanging? No, I don't. I think he hung up. I I, um, I went to to stop you, and uh, he was gone. So hopefully, oh, yeah. they hopefully they will call back. But I do need to yeah. take a break. Okay. Hey, well, I'm gonna fly, Nick. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you tonight. See you tonight. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye bye. Tap the banner to learn more. At participating locations. Exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends seven thirty one twenty one. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. 
small businesses drive our nation's economy, employing about half of the country's private sector workforce. Here's coffee. Thanks so much. When you shop at local small businesses, you help the entire community thrive. Hello, I'm U.S. Senator Mike Enzi. I support local small businesses for the good of our community. Let's help our neighbors thrive. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Nick the Motor Guy back here on CogAB AM 650 KGAB. If you would like to join me today, 632-6500, And for those listening out of the area, one 503 Let's jump back to the phones. Good morning, you're on CogAB. Well, you proved once again one of the axioms of life. There is no such thing as a garage that's too big. Yeah, no, I know. Um, it is actually a problem that it might be too small because I haven't actually worked out where... Well, something's going to have to leave, basically, to make room for this. And I've kind of decided what it is, so... There, there is no such thing as a garage that is too big. <laughs> no, you're right. I know. It's one of, that's one of my annoying habits. Yes. And the second axiom of life, one good pushover, one good magnet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for that one. Yeah. Well, that that had that hap that seems to happen with vehicles and with dogs. Yes. Yeah. They, they, um. I think dogs are easier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they do take up a little less space, and they're just as much more mischief. Yes. Uh, well, with your menagerie that you have there. Well, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> Riley and Jethro actually got were Jazzy, Jazz's, Jasmine's adopted grandkids, whether she wanted them or not. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and she kind of sort of ruled the roost. And I think in some ways, even after she made the last trip to the vet, uh, she probably still does. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Well, I can tell you, when I visited you, the thing I found amazing was they'd be roughhousing or doing their thing. And the moment you were moving, they all sat in line and just made sure you were okay. It was well, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Well, that and there might be a treat in the offing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, most dogs are ruled entirely by their stomachs, right? Uh, somewhat. Anyway, uh, just thought I would chime in about that uh congratulations on your your new uh purchase. <laughs> yeah thank uh, you and ho hopefully you will be able to expand your space I mean, well i don't I think know, I, I as i said the the space the, the space is the space now my 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 dear long-suffering wife there's no way i'm going to get away with more space however um the the uh the, the, the there will be a couple of vehicles for sale here directly 
In fact, they are for sale now. If somebody's interested in a couple of very cool old British cars. Well, uh, I hope you'll find a customer, a good home for them. That's, That's really the concern, happen. right? It's not just that they, they, they go to a home. I want to find somebody who's really going, really going to love them. Um, and uh, particularly, well, actually both of them. And they're both old, old, old Jaguars, and they're both actual quite rarities. Uh, they were not built in huge numbers, so. Uh, a, a, a bonded pair. Well, you don't need to, they don't need to go together, but they uh, definitely, they, they make a great pair together. But so if somebody is interested, well, reach out. <laughs> they will. Yeah, well, I will let you go um, if I think of something else to badger you about are your folks doing okay they are yes thank you um they i believe they are listening so uh i they it sounds like england is uh opening up more and more um and in fact they are starting to allow u.s visitors so at some point hopefully fairly soon i will be heading that direction to go and make sure they're behaving uh, i bet you will so yeah, it's hey, cool. well, to tell you, to give my best to your folks. And Thank you, as Skits. always, flush twice. You take care, my friend. Bye-bye. And we're going to take another break real quick here, and then we will be back on AM 650 KGAB. Your day with the forecast is brought to you by Four Corner Siding. No matter the weather, Four Corner Siding can help protect your home. Could be a wet and soggy Saturday for southeastern Wyoming. Once again, scattered thunderstorms, heavier rains possible, especially over the foothills and mountain areas. Highs middle and upper 70s today, lows tonight in the mid-50s. Upper 70s with some low 80s on your Sunday. Sunshine during the day. On Westland Road, Motor City, Cheyenne, and experience the holiday difference. The beginning of hassle-free driving. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. John, we can't keep putting this off. Okay, I'll clean the gutters. I'm talking about your dad. Well, what can we do? He wants to stay in his house. We can make his house safer. Yeah, I worry about the steps. In perfect world, there are no steps, but he does have steps. And that banister only goes halfway up. And all those little throw rugs are falls waiting to happen. So what about his prescription meds? If he forgets and takes them twice, he could get really dizzy. Right. We could get him one of those daily pill counters. And he should have some sturdy hand grips in the bathroom and shower. This is all easy to do. You know he's a proud guy. He's not going to take all our fussing lying down. That's the idea. 
For older people, falling and breaking a hip can be devastating. For more tips on making homes safer, visit orthoinfo.org slash falls. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Now please clean the gutters. Just be careful on the ladder. Mom and Dad used to argue about everything, especially about Dad's drinking. It drove me crazy. It got so bad, I couldn't do my homework. I couldn't concentrate. I absolutely refused to let any of my friends come to our house for any reason. I would have been humiliated if anyone found out how much my dad drank and how loud my mom screamed at him. My family went from totally crazy to quiet, calm, and even peaceful. The only thing that happened is my mom started going to Al-Anon family groups. Her relationship with my dad really changed. I asked mom if she would take me to her Al-Anon meetings or to Alateen. I wanted to see if I could have a better relationship with my dad. I'm sure glad I did. If someone's drinking troubling you, you might be surprised at what you can learn in an Al-Anon or Alateen family group from people just like you. Call 1-888-4-AL-ANON or go to alanon.org. You get in your car, start it up, and press the gas. And from your phone, you hear, and you respond. And then in your rear view, OMG, it's a COP. And then you learn that a ticket for texting and driving is nothing to LOL about. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Nick the Motor Guy back here on CarGab AM650 KGAB. If you'd like to join me, we've got about 25 minutes left of the show today with a couple of breaks here and there. 632-6500 is our first line. 632-3323 is line two. And for those listening out of the area on KGAB.com, 188-503-6500. Let's jump to line one. Good morning, you're on CarGab. Hey, buddy. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? Oh, well, you know, not too bad. I got, uh, Frontier Days was rough. I got hit by a couple of bottles the other day. <laughs> well, you meant to duck them, dude. But, you know, it's one of those things that happens. Yeah, it is, during Frontier Days specifically. We've learned all kinds of stuff this morning, though. It's always fun to learn things on your show. What did so you learn? We've, we've learned that the price of gas is so high that people are willing to use stuff that's been buried in their backyard for three years. Yes, yeah. And I understand that. It is four bucks. Let's go ahead and use this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a good deal to learn, you know. So uh, since, learned, since you do a lot of passing gas, 
And I, you know how I, I say that with love there, Jeremy. Um, was my advice correct-ish? Uh, well, I, and other than the the the, the, the insistence the on sniffing it, right? Because the ethanol is a sugar, and so that's a problem. Yeah, um, it it like ferments sort of, and that's what makes it smell awful. I did come across a, a large tank one time that was full of old gas that we had to pump out. Oh, and when I say large, I mean like eight hundred gallons. Oh, that would be absolutely horrific. And I can smell it too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it is that smell that when you start talking about it, it almost immediately pervades your pores. Yeah. It's horrible. It's like burnt transmission fluid. That's the only other one that comes to mind. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and there's a few food products that can kind of do But that. yeah, I, I was thinking more on the automotive yeah. side. Yeah. So you got a Willie's. We're cruising for uh, the Old West Museum, and they're going to wear their old clothes. I, I I don't know what they're going to do clothing wise. Maybe, but they are going to be out there. Um, they, who knows? They might. It's a great group of people. I, I'm uh, I'm excited for them. I really hope the weather holds out, and it's a good evening. It, yeah, it sounds like maybe some rain tonight. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm meant to be on and off. I mean, it, it, it was I was up about about six this morning, and it was raining then lightly, and it it seems to be fairly dry now. Incredible it's incredible that you you were still up at six this morning. That's I wasn't still up. I I, I oh I, you weren't still up. Yeah, no, I climbed out of my pit at about five thirty because I I, <laughs> I I had to uh, you, you know bring, bring, has a special hole dug for me that it doesn't annoy people. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know how abused I am. You, so you have the garage space for this car, though. You don't really have to get rid of anything. You just got to get some windows up in the barn. Well, yes, or I really do need to get rid of some things. The 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 the, the driving Miss Daisy car needs she she needs to find a new home. Drive to the park, Benjamin. You know how I love the park. Yes, well, you should buy that car. You'd look good in it. And it would be the perfect. Actually, I was I saw a picture the other day of the Rolling Stones getting out of one of those. Oh yeah, there you go. That would be a great band car. It would be a great band car. You you guys should uh, you guys should look into that. No, you work <laughs> out with Melissa, and we're 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 gonna go ahead and do it. Okay, yeah. You, uh, so I am now having to sell your wife on buying a classic car. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I guess I'm just going to put it up for sale because I'm scared. <laughs> She's scary. Hey, we, uh, while everybody's cruising tonight, stop by at the Wigwam down at the Plains. We were going to play there. Um, right. However, you know, they're brand new, opened, and so um, they're maybe having some budget restraints. So uh, the thing to do is to go and uh, have a drink, have a libation, and say the bird sent you, you know. Yes. Say hi. Yeah, I, I will do that. For them. I was actually yeah. thinking what they should do is sell sponsorships to local companies of their wigwam stage so they can afford bands such as you. That came to my mind. And I think you might want to go and talk to them about that. That might be a thing, too. I, I And and they are interested in, in becoming a, a music venue. Um, but they're just they just opened this week. And wonder of wonders, 
Yeah, this week hasn't been the best, really, for everybody, I think. They're not uh, not making quite what they would. Well, I think know, that there, there, is, there is this push that has been ongoing from the park to keep people in the park and not have them come in Cheyenne, um, which and, I find unfortunate. Liquor, yeah, absolutely. It's the saloon out there that really has hurt everybody. Yeah. Um, and not maybe everybody. It looks like the Outlaw is still pretty busy. Uh, the Redwood is also reopening, and it looks like they might open again as more of a country-focused bar. I saw that. So that will be good for folks that are interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, don't know if that's their plan, but they kind of got like whiskey barrels for tables and stuff like that. So, well, that's cool. Uh, kind of a cool new atmosphere at the Redwood. So, and there is a new bar on the east, a bar and restaurant on the east side of town. Poor decisions. I have not been in there, but I've heard some good reports on that. Uh, oh, that's right. Huh? We have a new bar opening on the south side in the old, oh, a sports bar restaurant opening on the south side in the old Casa de Trujillo building. Um, and that's going to be Ike's, and that's run by uh, Brian and Kaylin Eichholz, and I believe they want they hope to be open by the middle of August, and I think that's going to be a really great venue. Uh, so you know, I I kind of do miss Casa de Trio. They, they they were good. Yeah, I, I, all things change, right? Uh, but uh, I'm excited for a new place. I'm excited for Brian and Kaylin. I think they yeah, they, they were the uh, minds behind uh, Capital Cuisine which they then sold and it is still capital cuisine just now spelt with a q um and i believe oh, it continues uh, it uh, continues to do well um but they decided that with the with the new place opening that was something they couldn't do both right. which i completely understand and poor decisions what a great name I'm isn't that a great decision <laughs> That should be the title of my autobiography. Um, yes, yes, it should. In <laughs> fact, I tell you what, don't worry about the auto piece. I'll just write it for you. Uh, oh, wonderful. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, now I'm scared. <laughs> and you should be. <laughs> so otherwise we'll see you tonight. There. Sounds Take great, Jeremy. Take care. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Jeremy Royer with Mr. Bird and the Perfect Strangers, great local uh, classic rock band, um, superb musicians, a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you do happen to uh, want to buy the wigwam, go in and uh, have a drink and uh, let them know that you'd love to hear Mr. Bird and the Perfect Strangers playing there. Because that all, all everybody needs some encouragement when they're in a new venture. I know. <laughs> Anyway, let's jump to line two. Good morning, you're on Cargav. Well, top of the morning to you, Nick. Hello, Mike. I have not heard those dulcet tones in a while. Well, I figured I owe you a phone call, and since you're rambling all over the place today, I figured this was just the opportune place. I was going to say rambling all over the place today. Yes. Actually, it's really quite appropriate for you to mention the word rambling when we've talked about Willie's, which became Kaiser, which became AMC, which built... Of course, the Rambler. The Rambler, see? So yes. I, ha I, this, at the beginning of the show, I knew you were going to call and we were going to tie this whole thing together. All together, yes. Well, <laughs> they, they, the has a warm place in my heart. It was what I have learned to stick shift on. <laughs> <laughs> 
1946 Willys. A 46 Willys, but that was a real Jeep, not one of the station wagons, right? Precisely. It was a Jeep Jeep. A Jeep Jeep. And, uh, and it fortunately had a very good clutch because it taught all the kids in the neighborhood how to drive stick, and it was unassailable. You couldn't kill it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and, you could sell the engine, but you couldn't kill the uh, clutch. Well, of course, the clutches in those days were made out of asbestos, and that helped. Indeed. <laughs> hey, I, uh, I'm glad your uh, your folks are doing doing well over across the pond. Yes, they are. I assume your uh, your dad is listening. I think they both are. In fact, I will uh, do a a, a quick thing because it is it, it, uh, somebody's birthday here in a couple of days on monday i see uh, it is uh <laughs> it is my, my mother's birthday so happy Indeed. happy birthday well, happy birthday for uh, monday but I, but I did hear some uh some disturbing news coming over from across the pond what's that about the uh uh the british uh automotive industry the uh, electronics division uh, they've been having quite a bit of difficulty over there well, it's been having quite a bit of difficulty for the last hundred years. Well, I know, but this is, uh, this is really uh, uh, a failure. They've uh, yet to be able to figure out how to get an integrated circuit to recoil. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should be for that one. <laughs> I don't know I how many... I thought your dad might get a kick out. Yeah, I, I'm sure he did. I hope he's. I'm sure he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you had yourself a great, uh, great day. I'm going to cut this short so you don't have to run 15 spots in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah well, I've got like three. I've got to do so. I'm going to grab one of them right now. Go for it. Take care, Mike. Great to hear Talk from to you. you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. And Westland Road, Motor City, Cheyenne, and experience the holiday difference, the beginning of hassle-free driving. Um, hello, it's me, the designer jeans in your closet, the back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it. But it's all about the look, and I look good. I need to get back out on the scene so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Craig Morgan. You might know me for my songs, but before I sang country music, I served in the United States Army, where I stood side by side with some of the most resilient people I've ever met. They taught me that one small act can make a big difference during tough times. If you're a veteran or service member in crisis or having thoughts of suicide, the Veterans Crisis Line can help. One conversation can save a life. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or visit VeteransCrisisLine.net.
AM 650, KJB, Nick the Motor Guy, back here on Car Guy. We've been talking a little bit about Jeeps and Willis Jeeps. And one of the calls we had earlier was from a gentleman who had just rescued a 1949 uh, Jeep wagon um, from a barn. But he had a very interesting engine in there, um, which was an engine produced by Jeep in, in, in a later time in 1962. And it was very advanced for its time. And it was known as the Tornado engine. Um, it was an overhead cam engine, meaning that the camshaft was at the top engine operating the valves rather than flat heads or overhead valves. Much, much more efficient design. Completely misunderstood by both the public and the mechanics of the day. And it was very unsuccessful. And in fact, disappeared within three years from the uh, from the vehicles themselves going back to the overhead valve engine which ended up being used for many 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 years all the way up into the 2000s the tornado engine continued to be used in military vehicles um, and that's i must admit until i was starting to do some reading on it i thought that was the end of it but no it wasn't after the military stopped using this, production of the Tornado engine continued in Argentina by the, the Argentinian wing of Kaiser. Um, that engine was then used in a bunch of different Jeep and American Motors vehicles which were assembled under license there. The engine then became... Um, known for powering all those vehicles and indeed when the french company renault bought into that company um they can they were that was the only engine that was used in the renault and amc vehicles that was not built by the french company it continued to be developed and it just shows how good the basic design and how clever the basic design was even though it was not a success because it didn't get the development it deserved here in the states but in argentina this engine would continue to be developed through the 70s and in fact was a very successful engine efficiency wise and even emissions wise during um the 70s to the point that it was then used in even in tremendous international racing um, organizations with great success. Um, in some cases, winning a lot of uh, long distance races using that engine. Um, continued to be known as the Tornado, the Super Tornado. I am developed all the way up through 1982, at which point it produced in some cases as much as 300 horsepower very reliably so it showed that the basic design was great it was just very typical of engines here in the u.s at the time that if it was a bit different and it wasn't traditional as seen by the american public and indeed the american aftermarket automotive industry it was kind of ignored that happened with this engine. It happened with several engines that went on to be used in other countries tremendously successfully. The Buick and Olds um, eight-cylinder, two, 215 cubic inch engine, which became the Rover and Range Rover engine all the way up through 2004. That was an engine that came out in the early 60s. It was a brilliant design from GM. All aluminum, extremely light, very compact, very efficient, 
um, and but completely ignored by the automotive industry here and GM sort of tucked its tail between its legs and sold it off to the Brits. The Brits then continued to develop it and made it an engine that was then sold to all over the world in all kinds of Land Rovers and Rover vehicles. Uh, again, great design, ignored by the industry here, but went on to great success in other places. And I'm, I know there are many others, but those are two that jumped to mind right away. And I did not know, uh, as I said, until reading about this, the Tornado engine, just what a great success it had had in industry for, for many, many years after it had been uh, considered a complete failure in the mid-60s here. Go take another break, and then we'll be back to finish up the show here on AM650 KGAB. Obstructive sleep apnea may sound like snoring, but it can also sound like a car crash. Those suffering from sleep apnea are seven times more likely to be involved in or cause a fatal car accident, 20 times more likely to suffer from high blood pressure, eight times more likely to suffer a stroke, and 10 times more likely to suffer a heart attack in their sleep. While it may only sound like snoring, sleep apnea is a serious and even life-threatening condition. But it can be successfully treated. Consult with an oral and facial surgeon as part of a sleep medicine team to find out if your snoring is more than just snoring. Oral and facial surgeons are the experts in face, mouth, and jaw surgery. Learn more about obstructive sleep apnea at myoms.org. Hannah complained of a headache. It was a rhabdomyosarcoma. Within a few days, Hannah was in treatment because we were told that the tumor was very aggressive. And it very quickly became clear that St. Jude was the ultimate place to be. So we've essentially put our lives in South Africa on hold incredibly blessed to be here. St. Jude is an asset to the world. The research that is developed here is offered freely to the rest of the medical world. The entire way that the place operates is just to give and to care. I think it's the kind of place that not only stands as a beacon for pediatric cancer, but I think it could teach the world a couple of lessons about how to treat people. And I think if those lessons could be learned even in their most basic form, this world could be a better place. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org.
650 KGAB, Nick the Motor Guy, back here on CarGab. We've got only a couple of minutes left of today's show. Want to remind everybody, please come out tonight if you're not going up to one of those, you know, shows up at the park. Uh, there's some famous guy up there tonight. Can't remember who, but I know my wife's excited about it. Um, anyway, if you are not uh, going to be going up there while well, cruise nights is going on in downtown and in case any of you have forgotten why we do cruise nights is because we love cars and bikes and the people that are into them and you don't need to have a classic car or a classic motorcycle bring, bring whatever you'd like down come and meet people come and enjoy cheyenne out in the open come down and support one of our local restaurants that was what uh, got doug and i talking about this and got this whole thing started uh back in april of uh 2020 come down and support the charities tonight is going to be the old west museum very very appropriate considering with considering cfd in town this is a very busy time for the old west museum but however the rest of the year just like every museum it is a tremendous challenge to have the money to keep everything fresh celebrate the legacy as the lovely lady who called in earlier said it, it's it's building this wonder or has this wonderful legacy of so many grant families and so many um people who made this town great um if you are in downtown today head down to the plaza there's still plenty of um pop-up stores down there Go to the Depot Museum. If you've not been to the Depot Museum, if you're listening to me and you're from out of town, go to the Cheyenne Depot Museum. It is a wonderful museum. It's got a great store. Go and, go and see it. All, a lot of local content. And a lot of people don't realize when they come to Cheyenne Frontier Days, that actually that wonderful depot building and the railroad is the major reason that Cheyenne exists in the first place. Anyway, have a safe, safe, safe night tonight. Safe weekend, safe Frontier Day. Please be aware of what's going on because um, some of the driving has been dubious to say the least. So everybody, be safe. Get a ride if you need it. And we'll speak to you next week on Car Gap. Bye-bye. Senate on Roads and Bridges. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. The Senate is in session in the hopes of advancing a bipartisan infrastructure bill. Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer says he's also thinking about a much larger package that does not have Republican support. I have said for weeks that the Senate is going to move forward on both tracks of infrastructure before the beginning of the August recess. The longer it takes to finish, the longer we'll be here. But we're going to get the job done. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has said she won't move on the bipartisan bill until the human infrastructure bill is passed. Also on the Senate floor, an appeal to help the millions of families facing eviction related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Democrat Elizabeth Warren says a freeze on evictions that expires tonight is not a long-term solution, but it is the right short-term solution. 
Anticipation in Florida as Carnival Cruise Line prepares for a maiden voyage. It is a big day here at Port Canaveral for one Carnival is preparing to set sail on the Mardi Gras, its largest ship ever, and it will do so with the first batch of paying customers to leave from Port Canaveral since the pandemic hit in March of 2020. And it is really nice inside the Mardi Gras. They've got food, drinks, pools. There's even a roller coaster on top of before any of the estimated 4,000 passengers can enjoy any of that. They'll be screened for COVID. Fox's Charles Watson. Six passengers on a Royal Caribbean cruise have tested positive for the coronavirus. The seven-night cruise departed Sunday from the Bahamas. Two of the people testing positive are children who have not yet been vaccinated. The six people are not connected. America's listening to Fox News. inviting you to download and listen to the new daily Fox on Tech podcast. There's part of a colorful late 90s iMac on Mars. It's an idea that seems a lot like Kickstarter called Build It. This isn't the first time we've heard about North Korea hackers trying to get a leg up on COVID-19, a range that was used for satellite TV service in the 70s. Get the latest trends in technology, cybersecurity alerts, and gadget news daily. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect to Fox News Audio on the Fox News app. Listen to hear your favorite hosts like Brian Kilmeade, Jimmy Fallon, and Guy Benson standing up for what's right live and via podcast. Just click listen, then swipe right and hear the latest news updates on your time. And scroll down to hear the latest podcasts from Fox News. And it's even easier to listen in the car with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Get programming alerts and notifications. Fox News Audio is on the Fox News app. The Voices America Trusts. Download it now. As cases of COVID-19 surge again in the U.S., some companies are rethinking a return to the office in September. This week, Silicon Valley giants and some of the world's biggest companies delayed their return to the office, with most now requiring workers that come back to get vaccinated beforehand. Apple, Alphabet, Uber delaying the return by a month. You have a lift indeed and Roblox delaying until next year, 2022. Fox's Susan Lee. A third weekend of protest in France against a COVID-19 health pass that allows people to go to restaurants, movie theaters, swimming pools, and other places. During the demonstration in Paris, three police officers were reportedly hurt. France is battling a fourth wave of virus infections. Watching the Summer Olympics led to the arrest of a man in Hong Kong. Some Americans may take a knee during the playing of the Star-Spangled Banner at home or abroad, but don't even think of booing the Chinese national anthem in Hong Kong. Police there arrested a man caught doing just that Friday at a shopping mall while watching an Olympic medal ceremony. The 40-year-old was waving colonial-era Hong Kong flags, another no-no, while urging others to join him in insulting the national anthem. He could be fined over $6,000 and spend up to nine years in jail. China's central government criminalizes acts actions that insult the national flag and emblem. Hong Kong, the former British colony, was the scene of violent anti-government protests two years ago, which led to a crackdown by Beijing. Karen McHugh, Fox News. Another baby is on the way for the wife of British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. On Instagram, Carrie Johnson said she was incredibly blessed to be pregnant again after suffering a miscarriage earlier this year. The couple's first child, Wilfred, was born in April of last year.